Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Speakers Podcast, your boy Shard. It's your boy G Downs. Hey man, uh, if you're watching, make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe. If you're on YouTube watching this, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we back. We took last week off. We back again this week with a uh, special guest. Oh, also shout out to Young Dro for coming through last week. Yeah, and, shout um, out to Dro, man. Showing major love, man, on the podcast. But this week we are back with a Atlanta legend. No, a legend. Period. <laughs> <laughs> a period. legend. Um, part of the part of one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. Math Hoffa, we had to have a yeah, conversation I'm coming about at your list. list today, boy. <laughs> yeah, on this today because he was tripping on that list, boy. I ain't we'll like that a, list. Y'all probably first heard him on. I want to say Outcast. Mm-hmm. Get up, get out, and get something on mm-hmm. Southern playlist of Cadillac music. You probably well, no, heard. not the first time. Well, the world, the world, the world. Yeah. 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 Uh, you also probably heard him on if you probably a suburban white kid on uh, Nelly Grills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? We in here. All right, big gift of Goody Mob. Oh man, thank y'all. Appreciate you man, coming appreciate through. Appreciate you dog. coming through, man, man. Thank y'all for having me. Man, no problem, man. Um, what we gonna do today? What we like to do? We just like to show love to anybody that come through on the platform, man. We just want to go through your career and then talk about some of the stuff that you got going on now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Some of the things that you're doing now. Um, but we just want to just basically. You know what I'm saying? Commend you for everything you've done for hip hop. That's all. Yeah, appreciate oh man, you, thank y'all. For real. Thank y'all so um, much. Let's start from the beginning, man. What got you in the rap, man? What got what made you want to rap? Who was your inspirations? Well, um, it didn't start with rap. Uh, it started with this lady called Jean Kahn, mm-hmm. who is from Atlanta. She happened to stay in my neighborhood when I, when uh, my family moved from Ben Hill to East Point. Mm-hmm. She stayed in our neighborhood. This lady, Jean Kahn, she was like a 70s icon. She went to Washington High School with Gladys Knight and the Pips, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So she was one of the stars from that high school, and she had a song in the 70s called Don't Let It Go To Your Head Now, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, she was the first lady that I got around. I knew her son, Joseph Kahn, so he was like, my mama sings. So, you know, I was new to the neighborhood. He took me over to his mother's house, and, wow, this is the lady that uh, 
at her house, I met Stevie Wonder. I met Peebo Bryson. I met New Edition. How old you when this happened? Um, mm, 12. Damn, you met them that early? Yeah. And wow. um, from there, me and her son, you know, Joseph Kahn, mm-hmm. who is now, who was like uh, over Fulton County as a councilman. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and him, we started our first rap group. And she bought him his first uh, studio. And uh, Ray Murray moved into our neighborhood. Ray Murray is from Organized Noise. Okay. So when Ray Murray moved into our neighborhood from the west side, uh, he brought hip hop. He brought that other kind of hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? He brought the Five Kings. He brought graffiti, the history of the graffiti artists of Atlanta. Um, he was the first person to show me a drum machine. Mm. So, you know, he was the one that started teaching me from scratch. Like, yo, give here go the last poets. Yo, give here go Bobby Womack. Yo, all of the things that I needed to know about just music, period. He was the one that started showing me and educating me about music. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's how it started. You know, Ray started writing my rhymes. I was at Paul D. West Middle School. Mm -hmm. uh, He was writing your rhymes. Yeah. He started writing all my rhymes uh, just to show me how. Didn't know how then, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he started uh, showing me how to write rhymes. I went to Paul D. West. I remember, uh, what, my eighth grade year, Rock Him come out. You know what I mean? And I just fell in love with hip hop. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, after that, I think the journey just started, just going with Miss Khan around to the different clubs where she was performing in Sensations on the East Side and yeah. different clubs, you know, her and Peebo Bryson. You know, that's when, you know, uh, Mr. V's Fig Eight was still open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the clubs from the 70s, 80s. A lot of that stuff, you know, still represented soul music and all of the things that came along with bands and stuff. And, you know, and it started to change once we graduated from high school in 1990, bro. Like, uh, Mays High School, that's when it started changing for Atlanta. That's, you know, because it was like, uh, that's when we as a a community started really thinking that we could do it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like... You got the, you you hearing about this boy wonder kid named Dallas Austin mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. He already doing climax and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I met Ian Burke, mm-hmm. you know, and um, shit. Ian Burke introduced us to uh, really to the game because Ian was the one that put TLC together. Mm-hmm. See, all of us stayed in the same neighborhood. I stay on Headland Drive okay. at the top of the hill. That's Headland and the low. That's where Rico stayed in them projects. Now, when did okay. you meet Rico? When did I met Rico in? in middle school. Oh. Rico was already driving cars in middle school. In middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. he already had his yeah. own car and everything in middle school because mm-hmm. he used to work at a hair salon. Rico Wade, right? Yeah, gotcha. so Rico was already kind of like already gone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the kid that's already grown yeah. Like mm-hmm. since we were kids. So... It was like uh, I met Rico, Rube also. All of us really come from East Point. So in that area of where uh, my neighborhood to the top of the low, Mm -hmm. you got Gip, you got T-Boz from TLC, Mm -hmm. you got got, 
uh, Big Rube, you got Organized Noise, you got Cool Breeze, oh, you Cool got, Breeze. you know what I mean? You got yeah. all of us from that, all the way from like Hetland to at that time Russell High School, Martell Home. That was our mm-hmm. that was our circle of people that we messed with. So, you know, it started from there, man. Just my first group with Ray. You know, we started the first time we performed, we we went and tried out for the LaFace. When LaFace first got here, we mm-hmm. went and tried out for LaFace Records. Mm-hmm. And uh we didn't make it. So shoot, you know us, we went back to the drawing board, went back to the hood and mm-hmm. that's when uh during this time, that's when Rico got that call from his sisters, like, yo, man, like uh man, Rico, we want y'all to meet Twan and Dre. And it was like mm-hmm. Okay, so that day came, they called me at the crib. They said, yo, Gip, man, come up here, man. Play the music for these two boys coming up from Tri-City. So I came up there with the Jeep and shit. We got it. We we in the parking lot up there on the low. And uh, I mean, we put the Dosafix instrumental in. And Twan and Dre rapped to that shit went off. And Rico was like, y'all nigga going to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. okay, let's, 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 go, let's go back a little bit. Yeah. So, okay, when did you meet the members from Good and Mob? When did that come along? Okay. Let's talk about that. I met Timo Goody when I was eight or nine years old. Oh, so, okay. okay. At uh, Roma Academy. It was a school that was right across the street from Southwest Middle School, which used to be Southwest High School. Okay. So when we were there, it was Southwest High School across the street. We was in middle school, Roma Academy. Mm-hmm. I met Timo Goody, and what's so funny about it that me and him battled each other on this game called Connect Four. Couldn't nobody beat me. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. The team right? Connect <laughs> Four. So, boom. That year go by, I never go back to summer camp. I never see Timo again, right? Mm-hmm. The next person I meet is CeeLo. Mm-hmm. I met CeeLo simply because he the same age as my brother. Okay. And his cousin used to be with my brother. Mm-hmm. So I met him by just by chance one day, Floater came over to see my brother and he was like, my cousin out in the car, Chickenhead. And I was like, who are that? And he was like, that's my cousin, Chickenhead. That was his street name. Okay. Didn't know CeeLo then. Yeah, no, name, no. Ch- I knew him by Chickenhead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, boom, I never see him from that time he come over our house, see my brother. Okay. Me and Cujo, we met in 10th grade. Mm. Yeah. Me and Cujo met like 9th, 10th grade. I got kicked out. I got kicked out of full encounter for fighting. So I went to Woodland High School. I was from Woodland. I would have went to from Woodland or either Russell. Okay. So I got kicked out my first semester going to high school. Beat up a senior doing semester. <laughs> they kicked me out of kicked me out of Fulton County School. That's when I went to Mays. So when I showed up at Mays, you know I'm from East Point. I'm from the South Side. Mm-hmm. That's when I meet Cujo. 
when I meet Cujo, man, shoot. That was like the buddy you love. That's the buddy you gonna always love. Cause during them time, he would he would a knockout artist. He was it. <laughs> he was it. No matter he what, <laughs> stepping on. Yeah. So you know what I mean. He Joe Joe. From there, all of these different relationships started bonding. Mm-hmm. From ninety to ninety one to ninety two mm-hmm. to ninety three, when we got there and got outcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody started working on Outcast '93, '94. Mm-hmm. We came with the Christmas album, and then that's when everybody in the dungeon first day, the first day Greg Street played it on the radio. Everybody quit their job, met up at the dungeon. Well, Outcast, yeah. Wow, but y'all, y'all was with Organized Noise first, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what made them go with them first? Because they were the babies. At that yeah, time, yeah, they were new. They were new. You know, me. We had already been out here trying to get a deal. You know, we 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 didn't know who we were. We 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 were still looking at New York. We still looking at yeah. L.A. We never dressed to look like New York or L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. My thing was always Miami music. I was in the splat pack and everything bump. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Because yeah. for me, hip hop started in two places in Atlanta that I feel like really, really took hold of the city. That was Jelly Beans on the South Side because everybody used to go see DJ Toomp. DJ Toomp, that loot records at that mm-hmm. time. That's like, man, that's everything. He in the hood. T.I. producer later on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Also, that's what that's where you saw T-Boz. Mm-hmm. That's where you saw uh, Dallas. Okay, from there, let's go to the East Side. This where the hard heads went. Gresham Road, yeah. Sharon Showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to have balls and nuts to go up in there. Yeah. yeah. Or you weren't ready. They take yeah. your chain and your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, like at that time in Sharon Showcase is where the first time I saw Luke Skywalker, the Gucci crew, got that Magic Mike, mm-hmm. you know, the Poison Clan. Mm. You know, like, Atlanta, we didn't have our own scene, so our scene was really mixed in with the Miami scene. Gotcha. Because yeah. of yeah. what was going on with Toomp and Luke and Shadi. Yeah. I remember like the so-so death bass all-star type music too. But that yeah. was a little bit later though. Yeah, yeah that was later because yeah. you gotta look, Atlanta started, this shit was strip club music, music only. Club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, like we gotta really look and give it up. You know, everybody don't really give it to him, but uh, whoop, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But that was that was yeah. kind of my own sound. Yeah, yeah that was right. But see, yeah. you remember them yeah. years? That was right there, 92, yeah. 92 93. 93. Yeah. That whoop, there it is. That's when we seen like, wow. Yeah. You can cross over, go pop. Yeah. Like DC in the... In the in the Magic City, folks. <laughs> yeah. We just made that up off bullshit. Yeah, right, <laughs> you right, know right. what I mean? That yeah. was like a bullshit song. Yeah. But it turned into a, a million dollar maker, a million right. dollar money maker. So it's like for me to watch the different successes that were going on. Yeah. Because, okay, outside of that, that's the first time in. I was like, yo, Gil, come ride with me one day. Take you over here to get. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. 
It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingaroner, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. And well, we went to Flat Show. Flat Show. Off Old National. JD. His mama first house. Ian took me to JD. I met JD for the first time. And I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, man, this, this JD, man, he working on this little group. And I met Criss Cross. I'm like, man, Criss Cross. You know, he was like, man, I got him out of green, bro. I'm like, for real? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we yeah. looking at that shit like, for real? Nigga got their clothes on backwards and shit. That shit's yeah. something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't know that shit was going to work. Yeah, but boom, Criss Cross hit. Now you got the emergence of DJ Nabs. You know what I mean? Like, now you got two dudes from Greenbrier Mall that's now and sold nine million records. That was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and we sitting there like, wow. Because see what people don't understand, Atlanta always been a music town. Mm-hmm. See, as a little boy, when I used to be up there at Greenbrier, see, Greenbrier used to be the thing, man. I'm talking about. When New Edition used to come, they used to mm-hmm. come to Greenbrier. Everybody used to go to Iceman, get their clothes, get they, get they, you know, yeah. everybody dressed in suits then, you mm-hmm. know, by gators and stuff. So at Greenbrier, man, I met New Edition. I, I saw Ice T for the first time. At Greenbrier. At Greenbrier, bro. Seemed like Greenbrier was a spot between Greenbrier and the low, because we don't hear the story Greenbrier from was other Linux then. Yeah, yeah. Greenbrier was our Linux. Like, we ain't like going, you know, Going to Lenny's then, Lenny didn't go to Lenny, bro. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Lenny didn't go to Lenny's to after we came out. Yeah. yeah. And that first album was out good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Lenny went to Lenny like, bust up, you going to jail. Like, you know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah, I would say, well, so fast forward a little bit, because you were talking 93, 94. Mm-hmm. Now, by the time <clears throat> 95 came, of course, you know, Biggie Pop, they had their little, little wave beef going on or whatever. At that time, um, y'all dropped what? Y'all dropped Soul Food in '95, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, did y'all know that it was gonna just go as big as it was? Because at that time, it was East Coast versus West Coast, and it's like everybody else just somewhere in the middle. Yeah. See, I think we didn't know what was gonna happen or how we felt because even with the first album going platinum, mm-hmm. we worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our cast worked, you know what I mean? Right. And yes, we were doing big shows, but you gotta remember back then, that's that when they first started having radio shows, that's mm-hmm. when it that's when this thing said, Okay, we got big radio shows and y'all getting super dim. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sell with y'all performing, it's gonna help y'all get more radio spins. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went out on the road with Outcast, so I was seeing Outcast go to Dallas and we sell out the Dallas Stadium with Tony Tony Tony. People couldn't see that in Atlanta yet, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I was already seeing how big they was outside of Atlanta. Now, we didn't really pay attention to the East Coast, West Coast thing till we got to the source. Mm. So y'all were there that night? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I remember Andre and, made uh, that statement. When we got there that night, 
It was just the four goodies and two outcasts and shanty dogs. Mm -hmm. No bodyguards, no nothing. We got there. It was like, bro, it was like being in a prison yard. Mm. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why. This was really like the first night Mm -hmm. that all of us seen each other in the flesh. Mm. What you mean, like all the rappers? Yeah. Oh, the the industry. Most of us. Yeah. Mm had only seen each other on TV yeah. at that time. Yeah. yeah. And if you wasn't a conscious group. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or from New York, oh, you yeah. wasn't at BET you know, Summit and all that. You know, mm-hmm. they ain't really have a lot of West Coast artists on BET because of their gotcha. subject matter. Mm-hmm. So it was basically us and Biggie them, mm-hmm. you know, cause really like LaFace and Bad Boy was the same label because they were distributed by Arista. Mm-hmm. So when I first, yeah. when, when Outkast first demo tapes came out, one side was Bad Boy, mm-hmm. one side was Organized Noise. So mm. they had Biggie, Craig Mack, and I think a song from Total. And they had us mm-hmm. and, and Outkast. And Outkast, three of Outkast new songs off their album. So you got to understand, they pushed us together. Mm-hmm. So going out on the road and all that kind of stuff, we was all together at that time. So, you know, once the East Coast, West Coast thing kind of started, we were kind of caught in the middle because we were cool. Would be them, mm-hmm. and then corrupt. Now them, we were cool with the crib. We were cool with the West. You mm-hmm. know what I mean at that time. So it was kind of like funny to us because it was almost like that night, West. That night, seeing the Death Row stage show was just phenomenal at that time. When right. you seen mm-hmm. when all them cages opened up and them went to rabbit, you was just like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, how you get what? I mean, and they were killing. So to watch their presentation that night, then you see Puff them, you know, they doing New York thing. They, yeah. they own it. You know what I mean? Big them shiny. He got the linen on boots, man. He got them shiny. Got they got them satches on. They were shining that night. Yeah. But it was like everybody from the South kind of feeling a certain type of way. Cause it was like, okay, best lyricists of the year, Biggie Smalls, Big Mike, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody from the south was like, Big Mike, I'm yeah. serious. Hey, you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. from New York was like, Biggie. Mm-hmm. We felt some type of way when Big Mike didn't win. Then, 69 boy, my man, Trill them, mm-hmm. Thrill. Mm-hmm. You gotta understand, man, like 69 Boy came out and did that independent shit back then. Mm-hmm. They sold millions of records with no major. Mm-hmm. So that Tootsie Roll I say that. went through the roof. Yeah. So you gotta understand, yeah. we sitting up there like, bro, we on a major, man. Them nigga put the record out by themselves, bro. They, mm-hmm. yeah. they headlining up in their hole. What they were nominated <laughs> for? Uh, uh, group? Yeah, like uh, one of the biggest songs of the year. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they ain't see it. Mm-hmm. But, but chart wise and sales wise, ate everything up. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. So we, that's the first night we started seeing the bias. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? But they gave group to Outkast that night now. Yeah. Oh, they mm-hmm. couldn't they couldn't do nothing back. They couldn't deny that. They, they couldn't, they couldn't it, deny it. But when we got up there, mm-hmm. it was like They didn't show y'all no love. You got that, you you got that old school New York, man. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yo, Don, who these country ass niggas? <laughs> <laughs> country ass nigga, man. Hey, yeah. I always I always like to ask artists, um, I don't know if you personally met Pac or Biggie, but if you did personally, how was I when you met Pop? How was that? You know, I always like to ask people because I'm a big fan man, of his. You go on your phone, man. Like me and Pop got kicked out of strip clubs out here, man. Like, like if you go, you know the the actual film when they show Pop yeah. leaning out the car saying "Fuck the Pop." Yeah, I'm with Pop in the car. I'm with Pop. Me and Doc and MC Breed. Wow. Damn. We walked in the club. Some girl said Pop touched on the booty and stuff. Pop, yeah. like, man, touch that bra, and they kicked him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. That was when he was in the city around here raising hell, man. He was around here really raising hell, man. Like so he, him, really, he would really like that. Yeah, bro. Pop would like that. Pop was, Pop was uh You 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 know, you got your homeboy, it's almost like you ever got your homeboy, it's almost like he ain't scared of nothing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost like, man, this nigga here. He fool scary, cause it's almost like he ain't scared of nothing. But mm-hmm. you like, I'm gonna sit back and think about the situation, but Shawty just gonna react yeah. to how he was. Wow. It's like, 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 if you with him and he do something, you with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, you can go on the internet, Pac in there recording. We walk in the studio. Oh, that my nigga good tomorrow. Man, y'all niggas sit down, man. Y'all got, man, yeah, I, 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 yeah. And I sit up there and watch that man rap with a cup of Hennessy and a cigarette in their mouth and rap that shit like water. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like, he was just so much fun, man. Come on, Gil. Come on. Man, one night, took us out in, in in L.A., man. We like 25 car deep, nigga. Tupac. All them just rolling through the city in L.A., going to club. Like, shot it with you all the chain, bro. He'll, he'll show up, boy. He know, and you know your little homeboy that know he got all the beat in with him, he gonna show out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. was shot bro. He got there show up about five beat in, he gonna be, he gonna get there going through there like, what happened to Shawty? <laughs> what happened to Shawty? Yeah. So now, it was like, our our relationship was so close because it, it like think about how it was with him. Mm-hmm. Biggie them was always in the lounge. Mm-hmm. Low was real cool with Lil Kim at that time, so Lil Kim used to be in Atlanta a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just imagine we get out there to the Soul Train Awards, and we giving out the award. When we give out the award, it go to commercial break. When they go to commercial break, the doors of the auditorium up there just kick open. Boom! Mm-hmm. And it's Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Come down them over the middle of the road, like, yeah, what's up, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> he got on all that yeah. camouflage, big sugar with him, yeah. and yeah. ran right after Biggie them. Mm. So when they showing the movie, when Pac come backstage and he going all off at Biggie, yeah. like, yeah, you fat. Goody Mom standing in the middle of them. Mm. Now, in, in that riffraff between the, in the East Coast and the West Coast, between the Pac and Biggie thing, mm-hmm. I always want to ask you a question. In that time, do you think it was more dangerous to be a rapper back then or now with social media now? And, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, because, you know, it wasn't platforms back there for people to, like, express themselves like how rappers do today. And it's just like, how would you compare that from your time to what's going on now? Because it, it seems like now a lot of rappers are being outed some kind of way I, I think, and they I think, the target now. 
I think it was more dangerous back then. Okay. Simply because there wasn't no police around. And niggas was hyped up with money and hit records. Mm -hmm. A lot of shit that really happened back then, y'all never know because people can't talk on it. A lot of shit that went on back then, bro. Like no cameras back then. Yeah, like uh, you know, that East Coast West Coast man, niggas died in L.A. Mm -hmm. Like 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 they got to understand that it was a real war going on at that time, mm -hmm. and it's crazy because you know, like I was telling you about that clip that y'all see on the internet, us going to the studio with Pop. Mm -hmm. Like just imagine, like we in the studio, we in this room with Pop. Corrupt and dads and the Crips there in one room and Death Row was really active back then. Like mm -hmm. I tell people, I'd be like, bro, you gotta remember when we first started going to LA, they used to be like, uh, before we land, uh, we just wanna let y'all know, please uh refrain from wearing a lot of blue, a lot of red, and stay in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they used yeah, to okay. say that on the airplane. Yeah. That real. You know what I mean? Damn. So so you gotta understand that uh it was a different thing back then because first time we go to LA, man, it's like uh, it's Goody Mob and Triple Six Mafia mm -hmm. going to do our first radio run in Los Angeles. Now, during these times, this is when rappers stayed at the airport or in South Central. Now, with doing these times, you had to have a guide to take you around to the different hoods mm -hmm. or you was an enemy, they they gonna get off on you, you know what I mean? So we got to really go around, go into the Crip neighborhoods, go into blood neighborhoods, and meet people with our music. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean the first time we went in Jordan Downs, that's Minister Society for y'all that don't know. Mm -hmm. okay. We went into them projects, I remember they had a little thing set up where they would like bring the radios, like in they would bring all the people out, say, you know, good mob out there, and they bring everybody to come out, they'll play the music, you know what I mean, see how mm -hmm. people thought about it. Well, I remember walking into them projects that day, man, and I remember like all the doors just being open and all the dudes standing in the door with guns, right? They were like, man, I'm gonna tell you something, Gil. Cuz, if y'all didn't have God in y'all music, Bro, we been and got off on y'all, man. <laughs> God damn. Because y'all named Goody Mob. Mm -hmm. And that's our enemies out here. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. But we respect y'all because y'all speak from both sides, mm -hmm. the good and the bad. So that's something that I always 
kept us safe in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then another thing that kept us safe in L.A. is that the first time we went to L.A., we were brought by Kid Frost. And Kid Frost is a is a is a Latino, mm-hmm. is a Mexican rapper, mm-hmm. but he's one that's like Mexican mob, that's Mexican yeah. mafia. So you gotta understand that's the truth. That he's like the OG. Then you go well, down from him, mm-hmm. and it's then Cypress Hill. Then it goes Cypress down. Hill. You know what I mean? So that's we was introduced to L.A. the right way, and I think a lot of these kids right now they getting killed because they think it play play. Mm. See, I just think that uh, the internet has made it where people living in the San Andreas world. It's real like Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they playing their life. They playing with their life like they playing a game mm-hmm. right now. This just in. Breathing oxygen is linked to staying alive. And today's top story, if you like drinks, you're going to love Drizzly. Drizzly is the number one app for alcohol delivery, where you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and get them all delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. Sources say that it all can be done on the Drizzly app or on drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Back to you, Tom. The youngins. And, and um, I don't know, man. I just think, I just think that, uh, you know, also with the subject matter, man, you know, we just had people and had elders still in the music game that cared. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, man, like, check this out, bro. Like, we ain't doing that. You got to realize, like, think about it, bro. Like, Goody Mob and Outkast was on the R&B label. Mm-hmm. But y'all was the only yeah. rappers. We was the only rappers on the R&B, R&B label. Yeah. You know what I mean? So taking our music to L.A. Reed and Babyface, even if it wasn't what they were doing, it had to have that music. Had to have that sound, mm-hmm. had to have them them hooks. Like if they ain't understand shit we were rapping about, they understood the bridge, the mm-hmm. hook, and what it sound like. Right. Cause they looking around see a nigga like the beat. You like the hook? Okay, I don't know what y'all need talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. At that time, you yeah. know, our dialect and the way we talk, bro, was different. Think about it. We all talked like Sean Paul when we first came out. So just imagine <laughs> we all like maybe like yeah. Man, we're on them and cut yeah. the word off in the middle of the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Southie, they, they didn't yeah. do it their way. So it was just yeah. like it was a whole new thing of trying to trying to introduce our dialect, mm-hmm. introduce what we're talking about. So, you know, when people used to be like, yeah, why you dress like that? I came up in my head like shit. Okay. If you don't never understand nothing we say. You gonna remember what we look like? Facts. Yeah. So that's what I. That's the reason why I started doing what I started doing. You know what I mean with the clothes, just to just to be like. First of all, we don't rap like y'all. Yeah. We don't dress like y'all, and we damn sure don't talk like y'all. And our beats ain't like y'all. So we always felt like we not about to join your party. Mm-hmm. It's our party. Mm-hmm. See. And and you know, like a lot of people seen it when we did Drink Champs, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it. a lot of our peers, that was the first time, that's the first time they seen our arrogance. Like, mm-hmm. hey man, check this out. When all y'all stopped making music, we kept going 10 more years. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. See? 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 Oh, what you talking to me about one man? Oh, okay, okay, cool. All of us kept doing music though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, it'd be like that shit of divorce really put a 
it, it put a batter in our back. Like, when we left out that stage in the voice, we were like, okay. Shit, okay. All right. Wait till we get back home, though. Yeah. Wait till we get back home. And we ain't stop. We just wanted to crush everything in our path. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we they can't touch us on stage. Mm-hmm. They can't touch us on what we talking about. They can't mess with it. Ain't nobody messing with Sleepy. You know what I mean? You had to find for real. He ain't from New York. He from Virginia. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so y'all so y'all did, y'all was on some competitive type stuff. Oh, Other yeah. Groups, like was, Wu-Tang. When y'all looked at them Wu-Tang, we, Tribe Called, Quest Called, whatever, the Tribe Called Quest, y'all was like, okay, that we got to be on Tribe our Tribe Called Quest, that was 3,000 favorite group. I know, I seen yeah. him. Q-Tip was his man, you know what yeah. I mean? I seen him say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, that was, that was Dre man like that. Yeah. I remember, what was that, Low End Theory came out? Oh, oh man, classic. bro. He was uh, just sitting in the corner like this. Like, yeah, that Midnight, midnight I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. When that album came out, boy, and then he was in the corner like, God, this shit is crazy, yep. Yeah. So it was like, we we were studiers of the game. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we like, boy, them niggas that dropped that chronic, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that shit sounded like, woo, like, ooh. Yeah, but when I first heard you it, know, I was like, yeah. Yeah, like that shit was just phenomenal. Yeah, like it first was time like, I ever heard, it, I was like, "This is." This I was is like, classic. "How are we gonna touch this one?" Yeah, you know. So it just kept giving us a reason to go back, right. and I always felt like this, man. Like the reason why, you know, people used to ask us all the time, like, "Man, y'all ain't never got this." I'm like, I don't think nobody wanted to try the weirdos. <laughs> No. Like, y'all like, weird. like we were the weirdos back then to everybody else. Like we were the ones. We well, was the, okay, okay. You know what I mean? To everybody else in the industry, we were the weirdos. I, I think he's saying weirdo. Probably just probably just the fashion, everything. Cause when I think about three stats, I'm thinking about shoulder pads. Yeah. So just think, so think about on, you know think about yeah. that to the to the to the Jesus piece boots. Yeah. Like and then to the rapper that's khakis and they looking at it like, but y'all why? But you know, yeah. That would be. I was about to say that. That would be everything today. That's everything today. That, no, no, never, <laughs> never, never weird. Just at that time, remember now. Y'all was different. Y'all working inside. Y'all, y'all are doing what y'all feel is y'all culture, mm-hmm. and we were the first to do what we feel like was our culture. Mm-hmm. Right. So, gotcha. you know, like, man, y'all on train, man. We in Calais, man. <laughs> 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 like you know what I mean? Like, like it was that different thing. Yeah. Like when when they start really comparing like who country and who not, I started being like, but stop, but we came up in big old house, man. Yard out front. Hey, you talking about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. Right. I got this shit backwards. Yeah. Like, so it was like the perception had to change of what mm-hmm. people thought were cool. You that's know true. what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, but so you gotta understand, you know, all these people used to come to our town and be like, Man, what the hell is a magic city? What we had to teach these people, yeah. hey man. But now all that stuff is the come on, man. The, a part of lexicon. Come on, Every, man. You go on skipping Shannon. They talking about magic city and, come on, and all these different places. Yeah. So just think about it then, like, and then the town Atlanta was just so special back then, yeah. bro. Like. You actually could go up in Magic City and see Dion in that motherfucker with Drake up <laughs> with the poncho on, boy, just doing like real, a real Miami nigga. Like, he in there like real Miami nigga with his little pouch, bro, like yeah. curl dripping. Yeah. You be like, man, he, man, you, you, you could see the flavor yeah. of different people. You know what I mean? So it was like Atlanta was just, it, it was a melting pot, bro. Like 
I could stand on the corner right there in front of Greenbrier some days, bro. And I might just see Larry Blackman come down the, come down the street, bro, with the red Ferrari and then with the hat, with yeah. the goddamn big goddamn, <laughs> with the Papa yeah. Dubai he got there. I'm like, boy, that Larry Blackman cameo, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, in the Ferrari, bro. Just roll past there. Atlanta, you know Atlanta what I mean? Times. Atlanta's most, one the of the most first, diverse cities, man. Mm-hmm. First time I ever seen a live performer. Mm-hmm. My first time ever being to a live show. Mm-hmm. Cool in the Gang and Prince wow. at Six Flags. What? They performed at Six Flags at in Atlanta? Six Flags. Prince. We talking about Prince. By the, by the screen machine. That's where the stage <laughs> used to be set up. Yeah. Boy, that's, like, that's good days. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, bro, like, you got to see Cool in the Gang up there, bro, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Man, doing that shit, yeah. and then Prince come out there with that shit on, bro, mm-hmm. with yeah. them heels on in, bro, with them ruffled shirts. Yeah. Nigga be like, but and that nigga working that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it, the times were just so special because in Atlanta we got to see our heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to see Dominique, my nigga. Like, mm-hmm. like. Like I used to, like I used to see Abdullah the Butcher on over there and Ben Hill. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I man, every time I seen Rick Flair at the airport, man, I'd be like, God, <laughs> yeah. Rick Flair, that's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was just that exciting, bro. Like, yeah. and, and everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Rising, bro. That was another one, bro. He was he was the shit out here in the street. He was a, he was your partner, man. He was yeah. your partner, partner, man. Like so, just to just to mm-hmm. experience all of these people, and at that time it was so magical because you watching. Nobody knows how how we can go. Mm-hmm. Everybody just trying, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, when you look at everybody now, like you, you know, when you look at the success of future, mm-hmm. and you be like, damn, like we were working on that first album. Shout out right over there. Hold on, let, let's go to the first album. Yeah. Let's go to that. Yeah. November seventh, nineteen ninety five, Soul Food Drop. Yeah. Amazing. Where was you? Do you remember when it was coming out? What it was leading up to it? And how did it feel when that did finally come out? Your first album. Well, the, the reason why Soul Food was so so special is because Soul Food was recorded in Southwest Atlanta mm-hmm. at Curtis Mayfield House. Wow, mm. that's dope. Yeah. So just imagine. We get our budget for our album. We we flying high outcast platinum, man. We like bus stop. We to spend all my check. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Green Brown, the flea market. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about shout yeah. when they got I went and got a paint job and was, and slugged up. Broke. <laughs> right back, bro. I don't care. We out here. We back. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. went. We broke. So it was like, Reek was like, yo, what people don't understand is that. We never could could we never could re, re, record in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Wow. We never could record in the dungeon. Why is that? Because the 
the dungeon was nothing but a, a dugout crawl space. Mm-hmm. Like, if y'all ever get a chance, go over there to the house. Mm-hmm. You get a good chance to, to go th- walk through the house. Mm-hmm. When you go downstairs, Big Boy and glass the hole downstairs in so you can walk down the steps and be where we actually was making all the music. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like an older house. And when you walk downstairs, it was like just where they just dug out a square where they could put the furnace and shit like that mm-hmm. and then just left dirt. Mm-hmm. So, so it really was a dungeon. Yeah. yeah. So so our walls was red dirt. You know what I mean? And we sat up on a little raggedy table. That's our first SB12. And that's where it started. And mm-hmm. we would be rat- organized. Noise would be right here. Our cats behind them. And then the rest of us would be lined up the steps. And we would just we sit there and listen to the same track for days, two, three weeks. Wow. Same music. You know what I mean? So... For me personally, like after it went to, after we got our budget for Goody Mom, Reek was like, "Check this out. We ain't going to Boss Town. We ain't going to Doppler. We gonna go to Curtis Mayfield House. We gonna stay in the hood and not the Goody Mom about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We record the Outcast at Boss Town. Okay, you know what I mean. But Goody Mom was the hood, so we started recording, man, in Curtis Mayfield House." Uh, it was so special because you was able to walk into his bedroom. Mm-hmm. First of all, we didn't even know Curtis Mayfield stayed in Atlanta. <laughs> First of all, to now. we yeah. didn't know he stayed right around the corner from the churches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. could walk to the churches, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we stood up there like, dang, okay, Curtis Mayfield right here. Mm-hmm. So in his bedroom, bro, he had all the original songs from mm-hmm. Superfly, mm-hmm. the two-inch reels. He kept all of them in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, Gil, that's when he taught me about publishing. He said, yo, Gil, before you ever sell your publishing, don't never sell your publishing until you're ready to lead the game. That's what you retire on. Mm-hmm. So I always kept that in my mind. And at the same time, he said, hey, Gil, go in my closet. You see anything in there you like? I said, man, I like this sweatsuit, huh? He said, you can have that. That's the sweatsuit I got on on Soul Food Out. It's Curtis Mayfield sweatsuit. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cold. So, like, we we were so much kind of like being taken in by the elders during that time because mm-hmm. they were seeing promise in us. Like, we ain't seen this kind of excitement since the SOS band. Mm-hmm. So, the SOS band, people don't know the girl used to work in Greenbrier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was like the first star we seen, cause she she was the first girl when we were kids, and we go up there for you know for Halloween all that shit. She was the girl that used to be up in the in the record store, uh, at the at the counter, mm-hmm. and then the next year they turned into the SOS band. So that's was she was one of the people that everybody knew in the hood. She from right here, mm-hmm. and if she can do it, everybody can do it. So that's the reason why Greenbrier has always been a place where people went to see if they could find talent, because mm-hmm. that girl from SOS band used to work in the record store. That's cold. Mm-hmm. Did you did you feel like you made it once Soul Food dropped, or did you feel like it's still more work to be done? It was work to be done because that first album was a fight mm-hmm. because we in the middle of the goddamn gangster era. And we in the middle of the goddamn pop bottle era. Yep. But y'all 
came out a little different compared in 95 to what was previously coming out, like you talked about, booty shaking, bass music. Right. Y'all came out on some street, really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it was. was it, it, but see, people didn't know what Goody Mob was going to sound like, mm-hmm. you know, because they only had Get Up, Get Out, and Call of the Wild, so from just them two records, you couldn't really tell. You were kind of like, it's good and going to come out of sound like outcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so to come back and do a record like Cell Therapy, it was so far away from what outcast yes. did. Mm-hmm. And it was so different that it made people stop and look. Can you explain Cell Therapy a little bit, the making of that? Like what made y'all go in that direction? Uh, recording the album, doing them times. And uh, we was in the middle of Soul Food. And uh, Reek then was... Uh, up at dark, uh, working on some working on TLC records, mm-hmm. right? And Buster was in the other room, the other the other uh, room. Buster and Rampage, mm-hmm. Rampage was signed to Dallas during that time, so Buster used to be always in Atlanta. Gotcha. So Buster and Rube started talking. You know, Rube Brainiac, Buster Brainiac. He came in there. Hey, Rube, man, look, I got this book, look. Check that out, man. Think, see what you think about it. A whole little pair horse. Hmm. Okay. So Big Fella brought it back to the dungeon. Big Fella read that shit in one night. Like, yeah. hey, everybody need to read this. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like, huh? Man, we hood. He's <laughs> 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 like, yeah. like, nope, everybody need to read this. Mm-hmm. And we all read that book. And when we read that book, and they read, hit the beat. What y'all got? What y'all got? You know what I mean? Yeah. And Cujo started it off, bro. Like Cujo, yeah. Cujo is the nucleus of Goody Mob. Mm-hmm. Cujo is he the Godfather? He the, he the one. It's always been Cujo and 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 the and the, the P phone Goody Mob. That okay. shit started in Dixie Hill. That shit started in the trap. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was Cujo, him and his crew. You know what I mean? Cujo and the, and the P-Phone Goody Mob. Mm-hmm. So we took that from hustling in Dixie Hill and we turned that into Goody Mob. Mm. Gip, Gip, I was in the group with my with my bros. My bros was Cap One, Cool Breeze, OZ, and Chief. Mm-hmm. That was the East Point Chain Gang. Mm. So East Point Chain Gang, we was out here doing shows, and Cujo and Timo was out there doing shows as Goody Mob. And they mm-hmm. brothers, right? No, no, okay. they just they they partners. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, like uh, doing that time. So, you know, uh, that's how we kind of like started branching into the dungeon because I was in a group, mm-hmm. Cujo was in a group, CeeLo was solo. Mm-hmm. Timo and 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 now and during this time, so you see now, you see where Cujo and Timo were together. Okay. And Gip was with East Point Chain Gang. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, one day, Cujo called me over to to the West Side, Peyton. Oh, I'm partner named Glenn Cookhouse. He's like, yo, man, come on over here. I'm over here. So when I get over there, everybody just, you know, doing the West Side thing. Mm-hmm. But niggas rapping against each other. Now that was very, very it wasn't a it wasn't a southern thing for us to be right. rapping against each other. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, that, that, that was the other, you know what I mean? I ain't got no time for that shit. You know what I <laughs> mean? You know what I mean? So yeah. I get over there and Cujo rapping. 
his back turn when I walk into the driveway, I'm kind of walking up, you know, grouping in right there, Cujo rep, and I don't hear, I don't see, and then when I get around them, this the fir- this the first time I see Chickenhead, which is CeeLo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I see him in about four or five years. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So I run because he's younger than me, so we ain't running the same circles. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting up there watching him rap. And I'm standing to the side of Joe because I don't really, I just know two or three people here, but not really low them. And Lowe's low rapping with Cujo, and then he stepped back and he started singing. And I said, oh shit. It's some different shit. Yeah. Yeah. I never seen nobody do that shit. I ran back to the dungeon. I was like, Ray, Ray, sleep. Boy, some nigga over there on the west side, man. That nigga that broke out and started singing. I ain't never seen this shit in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were like, man, bring Shawty over here. Mm-hmm. Man, next time I know, Shawty showed up with two of my partners. And once Low came to the dungeon, that's when the dungeon doors closed. It was just like all the pieces here. Yeah. Rico was like, piece. Close the door. <laughs> Can't yeah. nobody else come in. No more. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no more coming over. You know what I mean? So CeeLo definitely had it. Once Lowe got voice. there, it was yeah. kind of like, that's the piece we missing. Yeah. So think about Reek. Reek was sitting there like, boy, we got Sleepy. We got Low, But we got weapons. Yeah. yeah. We got weapons right here. Like, yeah. So you, you, you got to understand it that we was looking at this shit like we are actually really, really Avengers, superheroes, and really got them a part of a, a a hit squad that nobody had assembled assembled yeah. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody. You know what I mean? And then our thing was, we understand that it's other people that probably came before us that were successful. Right. Like we understand that. Yeah. But. Then nobody holler at Atlanta like we hollered at Atlanta. No. When we hollered at Atlanta, mm-hmm. Atlanta got hollered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everybody else, yeah, y'all had success, but y'all still were trying to fit into what the West Coast was doing yeah. and mm-hmm. fit into what New York was doing. We never tried to fit in. Yeah. And I think that made us also very, very hard to approach the whole time we was in the game. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like. You know, niggas didn't know how to approach us because we was kind of always looking at shit like this. Like, whatever, yeah. <laughs> we always yeah. cared. That we did the first shit around our neck, oh, we got to the source of wars. Yeah. That just stayed with us. Like, and we carried that attitude the whole time. But I feel like this. I feel like that is the reason why Atlanta became what it became because we didn't integrate, we didn't, we didn't integrate with people too tough. Like, yeah. you ain't even see Dre. Once the first album came out, you ain't see Dre and Big on the street. You saw Big. Yeah. Okay. Big always been a hood nigga. He gonna be a hood nigga. He gonna be around hood shit. He gonna be Big. Dre, he disappeared like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he never liked the fame. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just like the rap, my nigga. All the rest of the extra shit, man, keep that shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, and just being that... They would look, Dre was like the first Southern sex symbol. Like, nigga, mm-hmm. nigga took that shirt off in that player ball, playing that pool, man. Oh, boy, stop playing with he. <laughs> boy, stop playing with he. Yeah. Like, he was, it, bruh, it was, it was ch- chasing that, chasing them niggas like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, you gotta understand, like, 
one minute we over here and got down Lakewood at the dungeon, the next minute, bro, we, what is the outcast? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what people don't understand. It ain't no manual come with this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, so many kids would do better if they could just have some kind of guidance. With, okay, when you get your first check, man, go put your money up. Don't don't blow it at the mall. Like, mm-hmm. little shit. You know what I mean? It's like, they ain't got no guidance, though. They ain't got no guidance. So you got to think about where we are now, 2023. Hip-hop need a, a curriculum. You have, uh, you have other people running it. We are just the tools to keep the machine going. Yeah. But when we came through, we ran it. Uh-huh. Y'all, you know what I mean? Like right. they would say, I don't know what the fuck y'all do. Uh-huh. So I'm just gonna give you some money and hopefully you bring me something back good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how scenario. you said that's how they had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They had to really trust in JD now, I'm gonna give you some money, you're gonna bring me back at least a hit. One same with you, Dallas. You know what I mean? Same with you, uh, 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 Reek. You know what I mean? So it was just like L.A. them really having to trust us and, and, and really be like, I believe in y'all and I believe that you're going to do right by it. You know what I mean? But y'all did, though. You know what I mean? And, and, and we did. We did because, you know, first of all, we all wanted to make sure we represented our families right. We wanted to represent Atlanta right. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, um, we wanted people to respect us, bro. Like, I ain't, I didn't, I ain't really care about how you do your thing. Just respect our thing. Did you feel like y'all ever got that respect, though? Huh? Did you feel like y'all ever really got that respect? Like from up top, I mean. I know y'all got it in the south, but up top. No. And West Coast. No. Oh well, West Coast always look good in mind because right. you gotta remember the, got the West, the West and the South. Really, at the end of the day, have the West from the South. They just not from our deep South, but they from mm-hmm. Mississippi, Louisiana, and all them from. That's where they found it from, yeah. Texas. So that's what always made the South and the West always really be one because they yeah. kind of were like, man, we felt the same way y'all felt, man. They yeah. were looking at us like, man, look at them nigga dress, man. Yeah. A lot of West yeah. Coast artists. Fuck with y'all. Like, no, that's uh, we always cause. Yeah. Think about it. Our tempos was the same. Mm-hmm. If you go back yeah. and listen to Soul Food mm-hmm. and the the Crunch, all that shit was yeah. the same kind of tempo. We was on the same shit. New York was on their shit. You know what I mean? They was different. You know what I mean? But but West Coast, but Southern gangster shit is really, you know, eight ball and MJG is really got them but law. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, so right. it's like we always dug they thing. You know? Yeah. Now, you know? now moving forward. Let's go to the second album. Drop April 7, 1998. Still standing. That's when we really felt it. Y'all debuted number six. Yeah. I think y'all sold 200 and something thousand first week. We sold 250,000 records at the record store right there beside Lennox. That's mm. crazy. Did you feel like then, like, okay. Yeah. Now we done died. Yeah, because... When we dropped They Don't Dance, it was an instant smash. That was y'all biggest song that was it. To, to that time, at that time, I think. Yeah, until until you know that black eye hit. <laughs> yeah. to, that, to that black eye hit, then yeah. it went yeah. stupid. Up. It went up another notch. But I remember uh, our first show, we were nervous. We were nervous. We were like, okay. You know, because really in the game now, your second album is what proved Yep, you mm-hmm. stay. Why they got yeah, sophomore, sophomore jinx? Yeah, right. Like that. So you know that was everybody thing. Like you know, 
We're going to do this second album. You know what I mean? So we in Statesboro. Oh, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Right, right, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern. Yep. We down in the goddamn sticks, baby. We yep. like, I said, bro, anywhere we need to try that mother, we need to try that mother right here Damn in the goddamn no. country. <laughs> hey, bro, we put that thing on, but them folk went nuts. I was like, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, yeah. hey, that's that's when I knew. Because the two records that were tearing the club up was that one. And Triple Six Mafia tear the club up. Mm, you played yeah. them two records back to back, you got your club tore up. Over with. They tore your club up. So for us, like, to get past that second that second album and everything we dropped was a hit, it mm. was like, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, that's why I look at what they doing now, I be like, it's cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But understand this, homie. When we ran... It wasn't nothing that could touch us. We ran the South for 10 years straight. It wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I love y'all's success, what yeah. y'all doing now, man. Get it, man. On a more serious note, what, what do you think of Atlanta? What do I think right, of Atlanta? Right now, just the, the state that Atlanta is in, culture, what do you just think of Atlanta right now? From your time, you know, of course we're in another time, but what is Atlanta to you right now? It's everything. And the reason why is because me coming from when we wasn't even considered for me to be able to look to my left and see the success of future uh-huh. and look to my right and say, damn, boy, that, that little baby, they go another one from the Southwest, baby. Another one, but that Southwest saw that Camden Road, boy, that thing that keeps spinning them hits, baby. Yeah. You know, you ain't nothing you can do about it. Oklahoma City. <laughs> you know, so for me personally, like to watch this, man, it's the most gratifying thing of all time because it shows that Atlanta, we were the only ones that took care of our kids. Mm. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were the only ones that showed our kids how to go get the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't nobody say they got any kind. You can't, I don't care what rapper your name is, baby. If you've been, in the, if you've been through the Chitlin Circuit, we created it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've been to New York, our names was on the wall before you got there. Yeah. So for me personally, First time anybody in the tunnel seen what a nigga from the south side, southwest side looked like, it was us. Mm-hmm. It was that dungeon walked up in there and said, huh, oh, this the Hardy Club. We don't care nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> care nothing about it. Where it said, where the mic said. Right, right. We got all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to understand coming in, you know, walking into that New York club, but that was the hard, but I'm telling my boy, them boys used to, to take their boots off, go all up in their mouth, open their mouth up. All up in there, because, you know, they was carrying razors back then. They just carrying razors in their mouth. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sit up there talking to them, and then cut your whole face, buck 50, bleeding everywhere. Oh! So that was their thing back then. Yeah. So just to get into that club, it was a process. Yeah. So you knew you was in there with New York's finest when it came to the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but one thing you knew, if you could rock this crowd, Oh man, they ain't stunned. You can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Make it anywhere, bro. Yeah, I feel you. And, and we left it, and just that weekend was just so exciting because we left there, killed New York, flew back in, 
Nance Trick that in Goody Mob at 559. Woo! <laughs> Had the West End slump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trick that the first night, first show in Atlanta. He nine nigga. I don't know nine nigga. Oh, boy. Yeah. Play crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, first night I seen Bruce Bruce. Oh, yeah. okay. See, that's another thing. We got to we gotta look at all the comics that came oh, through yeah. during that time. Yeah. Man, goddamn Doodle -doo Brown. Goddamn. Yeah. So many comics came through that was funny to help the scene. Mm -hmm. And then the club scene started emerging. You started watching just everybody start really learning how to present their shit. You know what I mean? Like, J.D. them hit. You know, what's so funny about the game is my first record deal, the first person to give me a record deal was a person named Easy Lee. Easy Lee? Mm -hmm. You know who that is? Mm -hmm. Don't know easily? Mm -hmm. Look it up in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Look it up. No, you gotta look it up. Yeah, easily. You got you gotta look. I thought you meant to say this easy is, E. No, this is this is e, DJ Easy Lee. Who is he the DJ to? One of the most iconic rap groups from New York. Easily. I've never heard of I never heard the name. Unless he done changed his name or something. I ain't never heard of him. Mm -hmm. You found anything yet? Well, it's showing the record. DJ Easy Lee. Um Treacherous for Cool Mo D, Special K. Right. Oh, okay. Mm. Treacherous okay. for What? Mm. So he was your first person yeah. to get you a deal. He moved to Atlanta. Mm. He used to stay out on Thornton Road, was where his first house was. Okay. Mm. He signed us that day to his record label. First time I got a deal. That same day was the first day that I met Escape. Escape performed that day. Cause he was kind of like doing like uh I'm gonna do like a trial, try to see who I want to sign to my label. I'm mm -hmm. in town, got money. You know, he liked the East Point chain game, like them, them niggas that hood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got y'all. But it was escape there. And the greatest thing about it that day, you never saw what they looked like because they used to wear uh hoods over their face. Mm -hmm. So, but it was so hard. That same, that's the same day JD was there. He seen them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Escape got a deal. So, like, you got to look that all this shit was going on at this time. And everybody in Atlanta, we really, really, we, was, we, we were really friends with the people that came here and messed with us before the fame. Pac used to be here. Mm -hmm. MC Bree used to be here. So all of these other dudes used to be here that we could get game from that was already really out to the world. You know what I mean? So that was the greatest thing about Atlanta during that time because you got to really conversate with people mm -hmm. and understand like where you really fit in. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, man, Bobby was around here showing out in the city, man. Bobby Brown was around here showing out drop top, <laughs> drop top photo Damn, beans, Bobby. bro. Yeah. Him and him, him and uh the him and him and um Divine Stevens. Oh, okay. See, people don't understand that Divine Stevens, that's our puffy. Understand that Divine Stevens taught Mary J. Blige. Talk Puffy, 
Oh, that's A-Town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A-Town, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's Divine. Divine was the first artist signed at LaFace. Wow. Just because L.A. was like, boy, if you cool enough to hang with Bobby Brown. I got to sign you. Man, I got to sign you. Bobby yeah. let you just do what you want to do. Yeah. And and at that time, bro, like, just to see Bobby around here, man, in the photo, in the photo drop top bin, folk. Like, yeah. the photo yeah. drop top bins. Not yeah. the two, though. Photo. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. you gotta look that you, you got to see the magic. You got to, you got to see and, and and the city changed, bro. Like it just seemed like after the Olympics, it was like the city finally grew up. It exploded. Mm-hmm. It finally grew up, bro. Yeah. Like, like, like then you got the emergence of Gentleman Club. Like, whoa, that was a whole nother era yeah. of that shit. You know what I mean? So to watch Atlanta just go through all the phases of everybody having to learn what this fame thing was, having to deal with the ups and downs of it, mm-hmm. the business part of it. You know what I mean, man? You know, when you start having to live your life in the public, man, it's way different than when you don't live your life in the public. Right. You know, so... You think social media is hurting rappers more social, than just social news me- I, back I, in the day? Because a, a lot of these, it's a lot of rappers, man. It's like when something go on, they want to put all their business out on their platforms. But, you know, y'all weren't doing that. I just think it's the world we live in. We have we are officially in the Matrix, man. Hunger Games. We're officially in the Matrix. You know, I would just say this, that... Uh, Social media has definitely in, increased the bloodshed because mm-hmm. they're using it as a tool to gangbang instead of to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I think the whole drill culture that came out of Chicago, I think it's just taking hold of every city, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, New York doing drill music to mm-hmm. Atlanta doing you know, our version, yeah. you know what I mean? Trap drill. You know, our version of it, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, we was coming out of a time in Atlanta, man, like, you know, Atlanta was a dope boy city. You know what I mean? Like, man, when it was before the Olympics, bro, like, and all them projects was up downtown, her and the home, Tickwood, bro. Tickwood was something that you can't even really imagine right now because you don't understand the magnitude of this shit, bro. Like, all of that shit you see downtown, that you see this Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. that was Tickwood. Mm-hmm. That was number projects all the way back to the west side. Yeah. Like, it was a, it was a front Tickwood, mm-hmm. it was a middle Tickwood, then it was all the way one, all the way to, to the back door of the west side. Yeah. So it was three different neighborhoods in one. And I'm talking about, bro, like, uh, shit, Bankhead Court. Bro, that was a community. Like, bro, like them niggas used to have, like young niggas, 12, 13, 14 years old, all having their Cadillacs lined up. Nigga, like, like, like the dope money and what people see now, like, it, 
That shit was like six flags back then, bro. Like that shit was like six flags. I'm talking about young niggas walking around with six, seven grand and they piking niggas ain't even twelve. You know what I mean? Everybody getting money to look out niggas. Everything new, like like that shit was just like how the rap game is. Like everything brand new. Everybody got money. Everybody got cars. You know what I mean? Miami niggas here and Atlanta were great until the Atlanta and Miami niggas got into it. See, that's an era that you had to be old enough to be like. When I look at it, I like that happening then was almost the the beginning of the father of what happened with the BMF era. Cause when the Miami niggas came here, nigga, when the Miami niggas showed up, nigga, wearing BBs, goddamn, with that wild ass dress, you know, this is the first nigga that let that shit just grow any kind of way. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that shit used to be crazy. Yeah. Them niggas nigga drive up that gold, but them niggas have that shit. <laughs> them niggas had their own little swag back then, yeah. cause it was kind of menacing, cause it was kind of like. They all look like young thug, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. all of them from Miami. So, you know what I mean? So it just learning the Miami culture and how Atlanta and Miami integrated and watching that go from now New York coming down. And then my nigga Pimp, yep, moving that lamp. <laughs> <laughs> my nigga Pimp come to Atlanta, you know yeah. what I mean? Him and Bun. And it was just a melting pot, eight ball and MJG. Like everybody was just here. Like everybody moved to Atlanta. Like everybody was just here during that time. And it made all we learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, so what your record gonna be doing with these cars? You know, that's when we start learning that other people didn't have their business like other people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Oh, your record come to pay for all your shit, but stop. I own all my shit. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just start learning different things and why your situation was different than somebody else's. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At the same time, Mac 10 moved here. You he know, was that, he was dating T Bob yeah, at that point. Yeah. You know that. He was like, shit, that's the East Point Queen, bro. You got yeah. the one, boy. You got T Bob, bro. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants T Bob. I'm listening to all these artists that you name it, but you know what I'm noticing? You think hip hop missing groups? It's more single rappers now than it is groups, but it's like back then. That's that's it. But the, but 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 they're doing that. That's and that's industry made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Our nature is to pull and keep pulling people up. You know what I mean? Our nature is always to run with your crew. Mm-hmm. But I think that as fame, as money, the profit margin started growing. Mm-hmm. The greed fell in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The greed. You know what I mean? So so they started really trying to destroy groups. Mm-hmm. They really started trying to be like, well, you know, we like y'all group, but we want Nelly. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They started instinct. like, yeah, yeah. we want Nelly. You know what I mean? Like, and, so? and nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying like that was systematic because it was almost like you got to understand that the woo changed the game. Mm-hmm. When them niggas got a deal, and then all the oh, niggas went and got deals, deals, everybody was sitting around like, damn, yeah. Yeah. shit, we need to do that. Yeah. But it was like, the record company was like, hey, man, hold up, man. Them niggas fucking up the money, man. They, <laughs> yeah. man nigga, all down the street, man, we put the first investment up there. Everybody eating off our investment. So yeah. you got to look at their part, too. Why would they start doing that? Like, mm-hmm. man, we don't need groups because we can't control everybody. Right. So if you weren't from a tight-knit uh, family, Ah oh, man, we destroying that. 
Some, something you spoke on earlier, man, you done mentioned his name a couple times, Future. A lot of people don't know he was basically like an underlying member of the Dungeon Family back then. He actually got Dungeon Family tattooed on his yeah. on his forearms. What was it like back then when he was coming to the dungeon? Was he? He just quiet. He just always quiet, man. He yeah. crazy. It's like he looked up to y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's re cousin, they, right? they cousins. Yeah. Blood cousins. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think you I just know. a man. Just just me. I personally am just astonished mm-hmm. and very very proud of him mm-hmm. that he has been able to stay focused, bro. It take a lot to stay focused with this shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You catch them in, man. You want to go out there and spin that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it take a lot of focus to be able to say, okay, I'm going to goddamn go over here. I'm going to party for a month, two. I'm going to get back on my music. See, we didn't have them kind of governors. See, he was able to sit back the whole time, bro, and be like, I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nigga, you gonna watch Outcare go way up there and be like, okay. All right, the Dre do it, B do it, okay. Goody got they thing. All right, yeah. OG. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But another nigga I'm proud of, 2 Chain. Mm-hmm. Man, my nigga, man. Yeah. My nigga, real Southside nigga, came up out of there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, man, I might even make it this way. I flipped that hole in the night, came back. Yeah. yeah, you got to get it to him, boy. It's one of the best goddamn flips and and up games you ever history. seen. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. In history, like history. wait a minute, what that titty boy used to be? <laughs> <laughs> that two chain. So, did you see future becoming this? Like, did you see him becoming future? Future? I didn't. I saw him becoming. I knew he was going to do it some kind of way because, I mean, he was doing his thing even when you didn't know him. You know what I mean? But it was just – I knew about what he was doing extra because I had friends. And, see, I'm messing around in St. Louis. He in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. She went to St. Louis, came back. He was like, my name Future. Mm -hmm. And it was over. It was just like he was just waiting on to find that right name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It. I know he was Meathead first. Right? Yeah, that's that's real. That's his yeah. street name, yeah. Meathead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but but like, you know, I talk about him a lot because I just you know, and me and Charlotte we see we see each other. You know, like, cause for me, like, he one of the ones that got the looks. He got yeah. the flavor. Yeah. He got he everything. He got everything it takes. So yeah. you know, it's hard for a nigga to have everything and then stay on task. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, you seen what happened to Michael Vick? <laughs> yeah. 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 Bro, it's hard, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. four hundred yeah. million in the time hole, just pulling what? on you, pulling on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. the, the, the streets turn to the Michael Vick sell them. You know yeah. what I mean? You what? just yeah. I mean, like. That kind of fame, bro, like it'll turn, it'll 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 mess you up, bro. Like mm-hmm. especially if you're not prepared for the success. Like if you're not prepared, I think Future, he really really got a chance to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. Some niggas stay successful. Outkast been rich since they were eighteen, man. Mm-hmm. They ain't yeah. never went. They ain't never went down. That shit went up. Yeah. Got a couple questions for you. Biggest song you probably ever featured on was Grills. With Nelly yeah. and um, Jermaine Dupri. Yeah. And I think Paul Wall. Paul Wall was on it. How did that come about? How did that even happen? I know you got a good relationship with Nelly them and Ali. I know y'all did a, did an album. 
<laughs> I knew y'all did an album together. Well, like, I was man say tell the truth now. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the run. On the, the, okay. I was on the run from the police and I did some crazy shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> keep it going, just keep yeah, going. So yeah, I, yeah. I jumped on the plane. I went to LA. I knew them folk were gonna try and put me up in that Wright Street, man. So I said, I'm gonna go to LA for a minute. Like, so I go to yeah. LA, man. I'm walking down the street. Nigga, Ali pull up. Kim, yeah. Man, shit, what you doing, girl? I'm like, I ain't doing nothing, man. Just chilling. Yeah, he said, man, me and Nelly got a goddamn mansion up there on Sunset, man. Come on, go ahead and call with me, man. Come up here and see Nelly. Yeah. Yeah. I said, all right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we're a country boy. We on La Siena, because don't nobody know her. They don't talk like her. Yeah. We yeah. the only one feel like we know each other. We yeah. like, yeah, let me go. I jump in the car with him. I go to Nelly house. Bruh, we recorded four songs that night. Grills one of them. Came not too long after that. Did you know it was a hit when you heard it? Yeah, I knew it was a hit because we did grills here. And uh, I'm only saying that I knew it was a hit when I heard it because when I heard it, JD had already got there put Nelly and Paul Wall on it. So by the time we heard it, it was like, hey, Lee's and Gip, y'all got to go on caboose that thing, man. Come on, baby. It's on y'all, baby. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, it was easy for me though, you know. That's why I jumped right on that thing. But come here. That ain't nothing. You <laughs> one know what I mean? One other thing. At one point, Good and Mob broke up. Well, we never broke up. Well, y'all start doing your own solo thing. We had, we had, we had. Now let me let me explain it. Yeah, I was yeah. We had creative differences. That's okay. That's the You know what I mean? Yeah. Because first of all, let's get this straight. I got one of the baddest little niggas in the game in my group, CeeLo Green. CeeLo, mm-hmm. yeah. He one of the baddest, I can't take that from him, bro. He, the first time he rapped, that rap got five mics in the source. Mm-hmm. First Southern rapper to ever get Rhyme of the Month, mm-hmm. first of all, mm-hmm. okay? And the source was big back then. And that man was 17 years old. Wow. Okay? So. Second of all, what we had to deal with is that the first time you heard Goody Mob, you heard him doing what? Singing. Singing. Yep. Yeah. Right? Mm. So, by the time we get to the second album, the second album was a blur. That shit was a boy got in all kind of trouble, had children, everything. Mm. Okay. Third album, World um, World Party. World Party. Now, we watching everybody else kind of start branching out. You know, that's when the cast started really started doing bigger records. Mm-hmm. And we was kind of like, we watching the game change. Yeah. Like, like we we on the road with Luke, Eight Ball, MJG. You know what I mean? Triple Six Mafia, and then we show up at a show in Nashville, and this group of dudes walk up on the bus. Say, say, hey, Ward, what that is in your what what that is in your mouth, Ward? <laughs> I said it's platinum. He said my name, baby, the Lil Wayne, mm. it's Juvie. We cash money. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. So just imagine me seeing baby and these kids. At that time, like they they, they look yeah, like yeah. kids. They were kids. I was like, damn, okay, they kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. But boy, 
they turned that year into something else. At the same time. That was 98, yeah. At the same time. I'm body body. I'm body body. Yeah, about to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad, bad. You know what I mean? We sit there like, yeah. okay, goddamn, what, what, New Orleans, what, they waking up down now? Yeah. yeah. Master P. Bro, so just imagine being on a motherfucking major. I'm with L.A. Reed, bro. But I'm walking into the record store, and this nigga got 50 records on the wall. <laughs> you look at it like, hold on, P got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How we gonna beat this nigga? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, how we gonna beat him? Yeah. Uh-huh. We, uh, uh, his his put out time was so fast. He was putting out records every one or two months. That nigga was killing nigga, man. Nigga was like, yeah. boy, I got that new P. You got a new P. You got a new P. I'm just like, bro, we can't keep up. We gotta, yeah. we gotta make music faster. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's what we learned from P. Like, okay, yeah, damn, boy, they got damn turning. They they getting down. So you gotta look. During this time, the game changing, bro. It's starting to be like, and we love y'all, good and man. Niggas just wanna goddamn drop down, and get my eagle on right now. <laughs> Nigga wanna goddamn get my bling yeah. on, bling yeah. bling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just start. We wanted to party because it was almost yeah. like we ain't made it in the room. We in the room now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now that we in the room, the New Orleans niggas. They kicked the door on in about having hit records. Yeah. Now, Outkast got played a little bit in New York, more than we we had. We was always on college radio. Outkast probably made it to real radio, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But baby them juvie, that first album, 400 degrees, that shit changed the game. But did that change in music make, make certain members want to do it? Go solo and stuff like well, that. Well, it wasn't that made certain niggas go solo. It made a person like CeeLo say, hey, man, you know, you know, we ain't did three albums, bro. Like, I want to. Yeah, I seen y'all yeah. on Expeditiously. He yeah, was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, you know, you know, when we finished it, he was kind of like, you know, Gip, you know, if it don't go right, you know what I mean? I'm going to go and do my thing. And I was like, okay. One- but my thing was, uh, Get Rich was a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether niggas liked it or not, out west, hit record. It was a hit. New York, hit record. Yeah. Here, it was kind of like, oh, good, come on, man, y'all ain't got down. Yeah. Don't go that way. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. But it was like, hey, man, where we gonna go? You gotta go bigger. Yeah. You, you you gotta go bigger, bro. Yeah. Like like where we gonna go? We can't stay looking like the roots. We can't, you know what I mean? Like right, like right, cause right. we had surpassed even that. Cause we yeah. start our first tour was the roots and Fuji's. Yeah. So you gotta understand, like, we was out there with New York's best as far as hip hop, as far as show, as far as culture, as far as, you know, the incense goddamn rap head crowd, you know, that was us. You know what I mean? We did it to the fullest. But understand this, even during that time. Bruh, we on tour. And that's the first time this magical black girl walks out here and you see the girl version of CeeLo Green, Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. That yeah. shit was magical, bro. Yeah. Like in the middle of the tour, we, yeah. when the tour come here, we perform in the little five points at the little theater. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how it, Goody Mom got them Fuji's roots at the theater. We, ain't, we can't even make it downtown. We in little five points. 
They had to be big energy with Wiley. But it was, but it was the, but the energy and the vibe in that motherfucker was so new and so like, ooh, like this different. You know what I mean? But when that girl broke down and sung that "Killing Me Softly," over with. Man, you gotta realize. Okay, we on tour. We all some two hundred fifty. You know, we we all trying to work up that gold. We we mm. working though. Mm-hmm. They represent Philly. They New York. We Atlanta. But when they drop "Killing Me Softly," we in the dressing room, and we walk into the dressing room, and I always remember Wycliffe sitting there playing on his guitar, like it's over now. Fuji's and just sold a million now. <laughs> and he's yeah. singing this shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next thing we know, boy, them niggas at 10 million records. Yeah. Shit. yeah they, they sold. That thing went to 18. Yeah. So you got to remember now, you watching a group that was considered the head rap crew. Now they need pop stars. Mm-hmm. Different level. So now, okay, so when you ask about CeeLo, in this time, this is where him and Lauren Hill meet on tour. We get back home off tour. Lauren calls C, say, hey, uh, you want to get on this record with me? He was like, yeah, you know what I mean? What's the little dude played the, the Mexican dude played the guitar? Carlos Santana. Okay. She called him for that album. Mm. That album sold 15 million records. Yeah, he was huge. Yeah. A little bro, first check with two hundred fifty. He ain't looking. They called me like, "Hey, bro! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I want to do my solo shit." I'm like, <laughs> "What can you say? Well, yeah. uh, you know yeah, what I mean?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Well, like, like the man, he, we did three albums. Mm-hmm. What people don't know is, World Party sold eight hundred thousand. Like like the first two three months, but but would, would it was the fastest our fastest selling album to platinum. But but sonically though, compared sonically to the first it was two. sonically it was different because sonically with our little brother going out and catching a big record like Carlos Santana, it put the taste in his mouth like, hey man, everything got to be done here. We can go and mess, mess with some other folks, get some money. You gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha. So that was his logic, like. I just went on to Carlos Santana, just got in, split, spit some shit with my eye closed, got 250 first check, and it kept coming. Mm-hmm. So you got to look, the his thing was shit, I done master a little goddamn little bag on the side. Mm-hmm. I can go over here and probably goddamn try and crank up this music that's in my head. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because the music that he want to sing, it don't go in here. You know what I mean? It don't go with where he wanted to go. So the conversation was had. But the group never sat down and had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Just me and him. Gotcha. So with me and him having the conversation and him waking up one day saying, yo, I'm going to go do my thing. Already they had been courting him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Biggie Smalls, CeeLo was one of his favorite Yeah, I seen rappers. About that. Yeah. Like, like when we first got to New York, first night to perform Outkast, Biggie Smalls rap CeeLo verse with him word for word. Yeah. Right in front of the crowd. Right in front of the stage. Yeah. I know. Biggie said right there and rap that shit. Had on his 
I still remember he had on a hockey jersey with the with the with the scarf around it. He was still in this hockey jersey shit. He wasn't even turning into flamboyant big yet. He was still just straight hip hop. Mm-hmm. So he always loved CeeLo, bro. Yeah. He always thought CeeLo was one of the best and he gave CeeLo his props while he was here. So Lowe wanted to go and sing. So I go, I go do a deal at uh Koch. I do Goody Mar Records. We put out the next album. Mm-hmm. Now, people come at us. Why y'all do that? Well, first of all, we really didn't have a choice. Shawty wanted to go sing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Gibby, Kujo, and T-Mo going to keep our thing going. Mm-hmm. Supposed to. So yeah. we go. Gib do a solo album. We do a new Goody Mar album. Mutant mm-hmm. Mind Frame. Right. right? Yeah. I dropped Stepping Out, Top 40 record. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a top. Yeah. It was a top forty record. But the reason why, the reason why I didn't get what probably Big got, what I like the way you move it because mm-hmm. I ain't had a machine. Yeah, that machine yeah. is. I didn't had a machine, yeah. bro. Yeah. And at the same time, on the label, I'm battling against balling Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, everything was changing that time because you got. The emergence of Jim Jones. Now you having the emergence of this pop, this this yin yang, Smurf. Mm-hmm. They start coming with it, Lil John. You know what I mean? That yeah, shit started yeah. coming. It was yeah. like you couldn't do nothing about it. Niggas had a wave. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like okay. And then in the middle of that, remember now, Low went to do his solo thing. Right. It did did his thing. He did the Timberland record. Mm-hmm. Wham! He went with L.A. Right. I did the stepping out. In the middle of the stepping out is when I meet Lee's and and and, and Nelly. So I instantly was like, well, I ain't never want to be no solo artist anyway. I never just I don't do the solo thing. Yeah. So I kind of was like, shit, Lee was like, yo, let me and you be a group. We go to St. Louis, do us a kinfolk album. We on we on Universal. I'm like, mm, my way back to the majors. Mm-hmm. I'm with Nelly, but I'm bus stop. <laughs> we out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then at that time, wasn't nobody fucking with them. It was them, Eminem, and Jay-Z. But during that time, you went to the West Coast. Didn't you get cool with Daz at that time, too? Well, see, I always been cool with Daz and always been cool with Corrupt. Corrupt was always here because he always kept a girl in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I when Corrupt was with... Foxy so Brown, they used Atlanta. to be right over here at the dungeon. Yeah. In yeah. the southwest side of the dungeon. They'd be over there doing their thing. That's where he used to come meet at, yeah. at the dungeon. So Corrupt always been dungeon family since day one. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it it was like during that time period, okay, low do his thing. It didn't work the way he wanted it to. Boom. We came back together. See, people didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So we... We would have came with a goodie mob album probably three, four years, five, six years before it came. Mm-hmm. Why? What happened? We in the studio recording the goodie mob album. And Lo say, man, uh, and the producer Danger Mouse just sent me some motherfucking uh, tracks from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of like one of them. I'm going to just go in here and just demo one of the songs just to send them back to them, you know, let them know I'm fucking with the music. I was like, cool. He going there. I don't know what he about to do. Mm-hmm. We sitting over there in the studio across the street from the Monroe, over there by the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. 
He say, man, just let me go ahead and demo something right quick, man. I see see if it work or not. I'm going to send it back. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like, cool. I go outside smoke cigarettes now. I come back in. That nigga sung crazy. One take. With that Nas Barkley thing that time? Damn. Yeah. He sung crazy. The song. One, one take. take. That's crazy. He went in there, played the song. Crazy. He <laughs> 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 do the shit. So we like, he do it. We get back. We three songs into the new Goody Mob album. Mm-hmm. We go home. I come at the studio. Nigga say, hey, yeah. I said, what? He say, hey, man. Man, that nigga went and played the song on the radio, man. In All London. Time. Danger Mouse went straight to the radio with that shit. Straight to BBC radio, play that shit. National radio in London. That shit was all over Europe. So he was gone from that point on. Yeah. And he said, he played it on BBC last night, Gil. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I got to go. I'm, I'm going to go over and see what they talking about. I'll be back. <laughs> Man, we, we can start. Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, I ain't see him for five years. <laughs> Damn. So, in all this time, when all the speculation, Goody Mob, this broke up, this, we was already back talking, already yeah, yeah. back in the studio kicking it, and he just happened to rap on, sing on this man's song, and it took him five, I didn't see him for five years. I didn't see him again to five years in New York City at the BMI Awards. Award mm-hmm. We getting an award for Grills, he getting an award for Crazy. But that's that's full circle. You know what I mean? That's full circle. And when we seen each other, he walked up to me and was like, man, let me fix your tie, man. You all crazy, man. What y'all doing? You know, Mm -hmm. me in danger. You know, at that time, they were just so odd because we were like light bulb, (laughs) danger, and and low. Mm -hmm. But see, what people don't know is that Danger Mouse from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Danger Mouse went to Crater High School, man. Danger Mouse from downtown Atlanta. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So when you sitting up there like, when you tell most people, they like, Danger Mouth, man, I thought he was from London somewhere, man. I'm like, man, he's from Atlanta, Georgia, bro. Wow. But that's that's amazing that y'all did come back around full circle to the BMI Awards and met up, and it was all love. Yeah, it was all love because it was almost like, shit, bro, you went and got what you wanted, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah. I said, I did too. Yeah. Shit. I bet you my tool is a little bit different than yours. <laughs> but I'm with Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Nelly. You with yeah. them, bro. It girls every night over here, bro. <laughs> it's but every that's. night. Look, 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 before we get out of here, man, I want to ask you something that we ask every artist, man, because of what's going on. Um, we what? got the Young Thug YSL situation, man. Yeah. Him, him from Atlanta. Just want to know what your thoughts is on that situation and uh, how you feel about the things that's going on with that. We got away with a lot of things, but social media wasn't there then. Mm-hmm. You can't do the same things we did. You can't do the same things that we got away with. Mm-hmm. We started the 100 niggas in the club. We yeah. started, Dungeon Family started that. Just to let BMF know, hey, we here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... For us to watch everybody do their thing and get their money, look how smart Future move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look how smart he, boy, I called 3,000, boy. Three. How you move? <laughs> Out the way. Yeah. Back streets. Yeah. Never the front. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So yeah. just imagine having people like that 
that's ghosts in real life yeah. and telling you, hey, man, you know, every level you reach, he's like, he already been there. Yeah, but don't you feel like uh, them kind of being targeted a little bit, though, when it comes to, like, the rap lyric part and all of that? You have to be conscious of what you say. Facts. Mm-hmm. You got to be conscious of what you say. Facts. And when the the judge read back shit like, fuck the judge and, when well, you ain't know you had it, you ain't know you were gonna have to sit in front of a judge and he read that one day, did you? Yeah. See, that's the reason why you got songs like Guess Who. That's why you got that. I'm telling you, my nigga, ain't nobody gonna love you like your mama. The lessons in the shit, what y'all did, Thug to me is one eye greats simply because the styles that he created mm-hmm. in the way that he rhymed. You know what I mean? My daughter was the first one to be like, yo, Pop, you're a thug. And I'm like, who is that? And she let me hear the Stoner record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember he performed at Crucial, and everybody was talking about, yo, let's shout it from goddamn LaCour, you mm-hmm. know, because really they don't look like LaCour was they little, mm-hmm. they little everybody, spot. everybody yeah. coming up from LaCour, they getting the crucial, that was like them going to the big time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was big for shouting to be from that part of the South Side, yeah. and he performing at Crucial. So it was a name that everybody started paying attention to him, and I, I remember I seen him one night at Doppler, and I was like, okay, he got a thing about him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when he walk in the room, he got a thing about him, and everybody ain't got that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dro got that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Dro walk in the room, and nigga, like, damn, Dro got that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's like it, 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 certain people got that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, Lucci got it too. Yeah, Lucci a star. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just to know both of them. I'm just like man. Y'all could have let that shit go. It went too far. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Cause, I mean, shit, my nigga, like, it's 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 been it's been it's been shit like that around here. Just wasn't no social media. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's been that's all. You know, a time always gonna get down. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, we gonna yeah. get down now. You know, so it's like, for me, I'm just saying for all the rappers coming, bro. Like, these folk watching, bro, and. All they wanted to do was take Atlanta down. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's all about taking Atlanta down, making Atlanta stop being the shining star it is. You know what I mean? That's it. You know, but I mean, if you're going to lock Thug up, go lock Jay-Z up too. Lock everybody up that you feel like do this kind of rap now. Because if you're going to use one man rap and say he is real and he is ain't, then what, now what we doing? We targeting or what? You see what I'm saying? So, so, you know what I mean? So, so you know, I'm I'm just looking at the game, man. You know, I just want to let y'all know in real life. Facts. In this in this music business, they can turn Winnie the Pooh into Jay Z if they want to. If they want to. If they want to. They want to. Yeah. Bro. So, if if they say this man hit a greater rapper, then that's who the greatest rapper is. But see, me being and I'm, that's a peer. Mm-hmm. That's a peer. <laughs> Can I get that one 
question. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a pit, and that's that's not <laughs> nothing knocking him. I'm just saying that when they started doing all this, who the greatest rapper and the number one rapper, and he the only, I don't get down with that yeah. because I'm like, to me, the greatest rappers are the ones you learn from, and to me, ain't nothing touching Chuck D. I learned more from Chuck D than I learned from school. And my mama's favorite mm. rapper. Bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I was never, when I came up, I wasn't never bumping none of that in my car. It's Scarface, baby. Yeah. It's Scarface. Ain't nothing bigger than Scarface. You appear. If Biggie was still here, I don't know. Mm. If Pac was here, I know not. Yeah. Man. So I know that. When two niggas died, other niggas rose. Mm -hmm. Master P, Jay, baby, baby. Yeah. A lot of people rose when 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 the two people died. A lot of people rose. And think about it: if you look from after they died, you could damn near look at everybody who was patterned after them. Mm -hmm. Fifty, Jairo, yeah. So just imagine me, bro. I'm like, bro, they ain't never been able to duplicate guilt. Facts. Mm -hmm. I feel they ain't they never. Tried. They tried. They've tried. I, I mean, what, what, what? Black uh, Ice, that song right there created Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. True that. Mm -hmm. True that. Mm -hmm. True that. Without y'all, who don't got them? True that. Yeah. True that. Right now, right, right now, to me, and you're right, to me, Kendrick, Outkast, J. Cole, Goody Mark. Mm. I agree with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I but then that. look at this. And they live in our same. They live in our same identical life. Out the way. Out the way. And they never gonna say they the best. That's true. Mm -hmm. They Look. never because why? Because they represent right. Yeah, and they know how good they is anyway. So so Nobody shit. Nobody Come on, folks. Yeah. yeah, and and understand this. It's nothing to talk about a man. I'm not tongue wrestling. I'm from the Pimp C school. We not tongue wrestling on music. You got to pull up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 we, we, like, like, back. Yeah. 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 Like, come on, man. I know about all the legends of Martel home, man. Come on, man. Cheeseburger, everybody over there, man. Come on, man. Like, but before we, before we get out of here, man. Why don't you talk about some of your products, man? Oh, yeah. Okay, where well, we are in the new world. Where well, we are in the new world, man. Gip been doing a lot of TV. I got a new TV show coming out with Man Robinson called On 10. Mm -hmm. Another TV shoot, show I'm shooting next month. It's a comedy with Tori Hart and LeVar Walker. Okay. And, you know, that's going to be a comedy. Uh, then, uh, like, the Gip Goodies line. Gip Goodies was started in... Um, in remembrance and, and dedicated to our father. Uh, I got into this because of him, you know what I mean? And one day my guys out in LA, they called me, you want to be into the cannabis business. First person ever showed me or tried to show me anything was corrupt. Mm -hmm. I was on the first corrupt moon rock mixtape okay. when he introduced moon rock to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I was the first person to smoke it, see it, look what it tastes like. So from there, if y'all really look at it, Corrupt started the whole wave of having your own cannabis strands yeah, yeah. and all that. He started the whole wave, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I learned a little bit from him. He started doing something else. 
got with some of his partners. I never really came out with the line mm-hmm. because as soon as we were getting ready to kind of rear up to put it out, pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. I'm already living in LA. Okay, so that's what my father tells me he has cancer and um, he, 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 he might not be with us for long. So with that, I came back home, started trying to bring different things home to try and help him with, with, with cancer. And we fell in love with the CD, CBD. Mm. And during the pandemic, I was like, I got all these ideas that's geared towards THC. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just flip it and go CBD and just start somewhere? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we started, the first place we took it was a CBD store in Fayetteville. Okay. And uh, we started out with the sticks first. Mm-hmm. So as you see, the black labels, those are the Delta 8s. That's a special line. The brown labels, that's just CBD, mm-hmm. right? Okay. The red, this is for sleep. You have your Delta 8 gummies, that's for recreation. You have your vegan gummies. You have your your night serum called Night Night. You can pour that in anything you're drinking. We also have the tincture. That's for cleaning your blood, toxins, all of that out of your system. Now, the new stuff is we have vapes over there. Mm -hmm. And we have also, we have, uh, we we got the uh, stone mound pills. We call them the, uh, the, uh, what that is? Uh, uh, What that is? (laughs) (laughs) What now? The diamond tip. Okay, okay. And we got flour. We got Gip Goody flour over there. But okay. the most exciting part of this whole thing is that we got a new line of alcoholic beverages that's not alcoholic. It's non-alcoholic. So this line, we have tequila. We have bourbon. We have uh, we have vodka. Mm-hmm. We have uh, rum. We have a special blend called Sex on the Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh and really what we did was, you know, I've never been a smoke, uh, a drinker. Okay. I've always been a smoker. Mm-hmm. Like, so alcohol has never really felt good with me after a drink. Mm-hmm. I had one drink and I'm, I'm slizzled like an Indian. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of was like, the older I get, I don't do alcohol. But mm-hmm. we met this guy and he said, Gip. I know how to infuse it with the taste, but with cannabis, That's hemp right. derived, Delta 8. I was like, okay, what is that called? He said it's called a mocktail. Mm. So this mocktail. tequila, mm. this tastes exactly like tequila, but it's no alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. The base is hemp, so it's Delta 8. So with this right here, you'll never get drunk. You'll never get uh, you'll never get a DUI. And it's health and it's healthy because mm-hmm. it's made of hemp. And where can they get this from? Where can they get this from? Now, in Atlanta, you can go to New Beginnings. New Beginnings. Okay. And we're in about 10, 15 spots in the city. We're in about seven or eight states mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Excuse me. What I'm about to do, I'm about to release the the Gip Goody Worldwide app. Okay. And we're gonna release this app on Apple and and Spotify, where you can go on this app, you can get new music, and you can buy all these products. They come straight to your house. That's yeah, what's bro. up, man. And this, and the biggest thing about doing anything like this is just showing people, man. Like, 
for hip hop to get back right, we're gonna have to take back control. Mm -hmm. Mm. For you to control anything, you have to put up the money. Right. So with this right here, it's giving me and my family, and it's showing people how to create outside of music. And another thing, I, the, the whole magic thing about the mocktails is that I'm showing you how to have your own bar or your own club, and you never need a liquor license. Facts. Mm. That's what's so, so just, the, do you know when the app coming out? Uh, yeah, um, I'm probably going to do it next month. Y'all will have exactly, I'll, I'll give y'all the exact date. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 thinking about February 17th because it's the day that me and James Worthy are gonna drop a, a album together. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, I'm just letting everybody know I'm continuing to do music. Goody Mob just signed with CAA, the biggest booking agent in the world. So we're gonna yes. probably be going on tour with uh Dope. with uh probably Triple Six Mafia. Probably do us like a 40 city tour mm -hmm. and uh and 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 and, and in memory of Boo, you know what I mean? And uh, man, you know, just to continue being uh, a light for the youngest, man. Cause see, the biggest thing that's different between us is that we always been approachable, man, bro. That we don't walk around with bodyguards, never had, never will, you know what I mean? And I feel like the more and more that we try to do good by people, the more and more. God keeps us in this game some kind of way. You know right. what I mean? And you know, like sometimes, man, you be wanting to lead this shit. You know what I mean? Nah, don't do that, bro. You know, and then you know, cause, <laughs> you know, and then we yeah. can't because you know our little brother Dre and left it so hard. You know, we have to stay out here just to say he okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it's like that's 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 another thing that uh I just can't say and just that you know we opened up a gift goodies store down in Columbus. We did that for a year. We closed that, and now we brought it into my brother's salon, New Beginnings, in uh, in Riverdale. Man, he been there for fifteen, sixteen years, being a part of the community. Him and his wife Nicole. So we just took uh, the actual CBD products yeah. and we brought them into the salon. So now we have really like joined the salon, the beauty. And the CBD man, you still together, like you still like you know what I mean? So it's like uh, it's been fun, man. Like to create more and more products, man. We got about this is just the line of this, and then we gonna come out with a whole Gip Goodies hairline because you know before rap Gip Goody did hair. You know I was in hair school over then. I went to hair school over there on Washington Road in the plaza down there by the Church of Chicken, man. That was <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, that was right down there in the corner, right there in the little corner down there. Yeah, <laughs> cosmetologist down there doing finger waves and stuff, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, we, look, fought, man, we, we, fought, we we really appreciate you coming through. Big good good mom, man. You was a legend, man. Legend, bro. legend, bro. And we really appreciate you stopping through. Hold up, man. shout out, shout out to Big Jig for hooking this up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Big Jig. Yeah, yeah I know. Big Jig hooking this up, man. Yeah. But hey, we are Bad Speakers Podcast. Your boy Shaw. It's your boy G Downs. And we out of here, man. Yes, sir. Vago. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.